0: You're listening to episode 182 of the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Today I interview Melissa Saavedra, founder of Steamy Lit. Steamy Lit provides a book subscription service that pairs romance novels with specially curated items that will have you celebrate self-love and embrace your sexuality. Stay tuned because it's about to get real steamy. Hey, mamasita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. welcome to the Mamas con podcast.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm so happy to have you here. You are <laughs> Melissa. The, I told you before the interview right now that you are the first mamacita on our podcast that's going to talk about sensuality and sexuality. This is like a very fun episode. I'm <laughs> excited. <laughs> Thanks it's for an that. honor. So Steamy Lit, tell everybody uh, what Steamy Lit is about because when I read about this, I was like, woo, this is <laughs> Oh my goodness.
1: Sure, Stevie Lit is uh, my small business. We are a romance book subscription service that pairs romance books with vibrators and other self-care items.
2: Did you hear that, Mamacita? She pairs romance novels with vibrators. This is like, <laughs> oh my goodness. So how did this idea come up? Tell me like how all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Women need to subscribe to romance novels for themselves, paired with care items and vibrators.
1: (laughs) Um, So a lot of it happened during the pandemic. Um, I was uh, quarantining by myself. My spouse at the time was deployed. And I just really turned to romance books for just happy endings in general. Um, But they had like a double intention here. And Um, as I was like reading books and like you're reading these sex scenes that that are super hot or just like very intimate moments um, or just like different things like that. I was like, is no one else horny? Like, (laughs) <laughs> what are we doing? Like, are we masturbating? Are we not? Like, what, what are we doing? Um, and that's kind of how the idea came about of like, wow, someone should really like make this an experience. Like, should we romance books, vibrators, and just like a self-care items to just like embrace self-love? And that's kind of how uh, I came up with the idea. <laughs> that's
2: so interesting. And then on top of that, I know that you're also elevating writers from our community tell us a little bit about that and how you also want to diversify what it means like like romance novels in general
1: yeah um so a lot of it for me exempt from when i was looking for romance books it would take me a little bit longer to find um other latina authors um or just like authors writing but writing experiences that are similar to the people around me right and so um I really wanted to set out to create this box to be able to amplify the work of authors that are just marginalized, um, with marginalized identities, part of marginalized communities. Um, That was very important for me. Um, And just, like, I feel like there's nothing more powerful than being able to see yourself in a book, in literature, in media, um, in whatever that is. And while, like, we still have a long way to go, I think it's gotten better. Like, um I do wish that when I was younger and I had started to turn to reading, I had been reading about like Latinas in my books, right? Um and so that was really important for me to just be able to like put together this box that diversified people's reading and their bookshelves um and just I feel like reading about experiences different than your own.
2: Yes, and I have to ask this question. How like this how do people react when you tell them like what you do, because I feel like in our community, like sex, is, sex can be very taboo and like vibrator, it's very, oh my gosh. You do yeah. not that, like about that with your mother, you know what I'm Yeah, that was, that was
1: a very interesting conversation with my mother when I told her, um, like my mother has never even talked to me about an orgasm that I was like, hey, um, we're, <laughs> I'm doing this. And of course I had to say it all in Spanish. Um, so I was like, how do you say vibrator in Spanish uh, to Google? <laughs> like. Um, So yeah. And I think that was a big part of it for me too. And like, as um, my journey with the box continues, I've learned that just talking about sexuality, female orgasms, our pleasure is so taboo. And so like, it's such a shameful thing. Right. Um, And it shouldn't be, I feel like our bodies being able to orgasm and create these feelings of pleasure is like amazing. And we should embrace that. But when we grow up in cultures where we don't talk about them, right? Like we're taught to be shamed of it um, or ashamed of it. And so um, having that initial conversation with my mom was interesting and we still have a lot of those. um, Like the first time she helped me pack boxes, she was like, I have like a video of her, like opening each vibrator and she's like, huh and I'm like do you want to try one like take one home like here you go you know but you know that in our communities we don't talk about it so um I really had to come up on like a lot of that okay like we're doing it so I have to tell her and we have to have these conversations and it's always interesting like different people's reactions um I always get the like wow how did you come up with that and then there's always other people who are like oh my God, that's amazing, you know? Um, So it gives me hope that little by little, we're kind of breaking those stigmas around talking about our pleasure and sexuality in general.
2: Yeah, and masturbation. I think that word was like a dirty word. (laughs) Right, right. Like, God forbid you masturbate. Yeah. I mean, particularly like when it comes to like, religion is very much attached to our cultures. So it was just always considered like a very bad thing to do. Right, yeah. Yeah, like you said, like the female pleasure, it's, it's just those conversations like, oh, my goodness, God forbid that we, you know, that we actually um, have pleasure, which is interesting because on the uh, on the flip side, our culture is almost sort it, it, it sort of amplifies male pr- pleasure. But when it comes to women, it tries to diminish it. So I, 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 I personally applaud you All for right. what you're doing because you're definitely breaking breaking boundaries and creating conversations in general.
1: And I think creating really important conversations that we've taken too long to have, right? Like not only a conversation with our mother, but like our conversation with even our group of friends. Like it's something that we all experience, hopefully. But I mean, there's plenty of studies out there that show that women don't typically orgasm when they're having sex with a male partner, um, right? And so like, there's so much that we need to unpack there. And the way that our culture does celebrate almost this like, male pleasure orgasm being this like cool thing to talk about but not talking about us is not okay and something that i really found while i um like i used to put up a lot of question boxes for subscribers and some of the feedback that we would always get was like the first time they orgasm they had no idea what was happening to their body like some people were like i was kind of scared because it was this feeling that i had never read about i had never talked about and so like when when we are pairing romance books with vibrators, not only are we encouraging you to embrace your sexuality, but also like through reading these books and reading about different sexual experiences, maybe you learn something that you weren't able to have a conversation about growing up.
2: Yes. And I, I and I think that it's interesting, but masturbation, I think it's even more important with women because it's almost like we have to discover our pleasure in order to be able to add yeah. them and that's basically the way that you discover how to orgasm. I would think for most women, yeah. Um, like you said, there's so many women that are not able to reach pleasure, and then right. on top of that if they're being told that masturbation is bad, well, then it's like you almost don't uncover or discover your sexuality and what makes you feel good.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's so cool. I'm <laughs> <laughs> telling you, this is going to be something. This <laughs> my friends, you have to listen to this. Like like this Latina created this company where she sends romance novels, including vibrators. Fun, fun. fun. (laughs) Melissa, tell everybody where you're from and where you grew up so they get to know a little bit about you.
1: Sure. I was born in Lima, Peru. I moved to the States. Um, I moved to Miami specifically when I was nine. Um, And then I kind of finished, you know, elementary, middle school, high school in Miami. until I moved away from for college, but um, yeah, I grew up in South Florida. Then I kind of went to the West Coast for a while, and now I'm back in South Florida. So it's been really uh, interesting coming back home.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you were, and you went to the Navy. You were telling me.
1: Yeah, I was in the Navy for four years, and that took me to the West Coast.
2: That's so interesting. So you've been, you've been around. You've been around, girl. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I have a, I have a question for you. Um, sure. So for your subscription, going back to mm-hmm. litt is it, you were saying it's quarterly, right? Like tell mm-hmm. et, tell the mamacitas what they can get. And also like the different types of options. Cause I know that yeah. let's say they're not open yet to the the whole vibrator deal. Yeah. Like the different types of subscriptions that you have.
1: Right. And um, I'll start this by saying that you can also buy a one-time box. So you don't have to subscribe from the beginning. Like, If you just want to buy a box at a time, you absolutely can. We have that option as well. Um, But we have three different levels. So we have the book only. We have the book only with all the self-care items. And then we have the full box that includes the three books, the self-care items, and then the vibrator. Um, And I like to offer all three options exactly why you said that, because um, there's people embrace their sexuality differently and everybody's journey is different, like you don't have to be me where like, clearly I'm shouting about vibrators, right? Like however you embrace your sexuality is okay. Um, I think as long as we are learning not to be ashamed of it, right? And so, um, if starting out to read romance is the way for you to start embracing your sexuality, or maybe that's where it ends, that's okay. Um, so we do offer all these different, um, options. And then we also sell just vibrators by themselves on the website. So if you're you're not ready to try out the full thing, you can also just buy a vibrator if that's what you want. And I always get emails from customers before they purchase. Like, you know, do you have a vibrator that's like more silent than another one? Do you have a vibrator that does this over this? And it's something that I've really enjoyed. I'm not a sexual wellness expert. I just started this journey when I started the company. So a lot of it for me has also been like my own journey on embracing my sexuality. And I try out all the toys that go in the box. So um, I love to have those conversations when people ask questions so if you want to buy a box or just a vibrator feel free to shoot us an email and we'll get you an answer
2: very cool I I, you know I have a story that came that came to me also when I was preparing for your episode and I remembered that we used I used to have a neighbor back in Cincinnati Ohio where I lived that was she was in it was she was actually in high school she was a senior in high school and she would drive me to school and she was obsessed with these romance novels. Like, you had to go into like, a <laughs> scene like romance novels, and you know they were like they were like they have like, these steamy covers, and like. I remember going to her house, being like in shock, like the girl that her parents, <laughs> that her parents read these things at the age of seventeen. Right, both her yeah. parents were doctors, and she was like she would she was a an avid reader, and she would read a lot. But that was like her favorite genre. And I just remember thinking to myself because she was a very smart. I think she was like valedictorian, like top of her class, and like, like. And I remember thinking, man, when you you know, you gain a vocabulary, no matter. Because some people think, oh well, romance novels, and they kind of like talk down on them. But in reality, it it will just like any other book. It increases your vocabulary. It increases the way you speak. Like you you learn from it, and I learned that from her because I'm like she's a smart cookie, and that's what she's reading. <laughs>
1: yeah you know what's funny about that is like i think last year an article just came out i don't remember if it was npr that published it um but basically the they showed that even though book sales had declined for the first time in i don't know whatever years um the romance genre had actually like done some crazy amount of numbers right and so Um, I listened to an author talk about this one's a romance author and it was really interesting because it kind of never dawned on me but romance books have always primarily been written by women right and so like of course the patriarchy is going to try to put down something that is dominated by women it is uh it, it is a niche that is dominated by women and it, it it's just so interesting to me when she said that because I was like huh that makes so much sense that like of course women are dominating this so it has to be lesser than right like society has to be has to view it as lesser than you reading a nonfiction book but like I've learned a lot more about like life romance um just, like, people's experiences whether that's for with their sexuality um or just like life experiences from romance books than I have ever through a nonfiction book so I think there's like a lot to say about that and um I I think that we are working on I think romance books have been sometimes just as taboo as talking about masturbating and our pleasure and so it's been really interesting like putting these two things together that as a whole society is like "Mm, that's not okay
2: and it's interesting because it really does if you're saying that like romance novels are actually what's gone up in sales while all the other stuff is going down it does speak for what we're needing in society too like what I can see is a correlation of like human contact going down and you know they say that less and less people are actually having like real sex; that it's more about like, you know, sexting and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, people needing to read these books and like getting like a, like pleasure from reading it, and and there being a um, a desire for it speaks for like maybe the need of human contact and that sort of yeah you know, maybe yeah I don't know it makes me think it makes me think of that it's very interesting you were you were telling me before the interview that it was a way like reading for you is a way to sort of escape yeah consider it like like a therapy almost
1: absolutely absolutely for me it's like maybe too much and maybe I actually need to unpack this with my therapist um because I feel like I feel like reading has just been a coping mechanism for me for a really long time like since I was a child um moving from the united from peru to the united states i mean i think as any immigrant child who has done that move and left family and loved ones behind um there's like a a trauma associated with that right and so like for me my constant was always books and was always reading so being able to escape to these other worlds where I didn't have to like focus on like the pain or, you know, whatever it was coming from, um, immigrating to a new country, I think was really important for me. And throughout my life, I've just kind of kept up with that. Um, I recently went through like separation and divorce and it's been kind of like a double-edged sword because I, love escaping into these stories into these books um, because it gives me hope that there's a happily ever after for me somewhere um, but then at the same time when you're like reading all these happy stories and you're like not going through great things you're like eh, forget this like I, I want nothing to do with your happy ending you know um, but I definitely think there's like a beautiful um, like escapism when you're reading a book especially when you're able to see yourself in that literature And I know earlier you had asked me, like, what was the first book you saw yourself in? And it wasn't actually a book where I saw, like, my Latinidad represented, but it was, like, my trauma and my abuse that was represented. But being able to see a woman that went through something similar in literature um, was just, like, so powerful to me. And then later on, when I read books by Latina authors that showed off, like, our foods and our culture and just, like, our Latinidad as a whole – like there's nothing more powerful, I think, than like seeing us in media.
0: Absolutely.
2: I, I think a lot of people can relate to what you said. I mean, I definitely see myself reflected too. like when you talk about like when you were going through your separation and that being like your happy place. I think it's so important when we're going through difficult moments in our lives, whether we're mourning the end of a marriage or we're mourning the death of somebody or no matter what, you know, difficult experience we may be going through to have that happy place can be our like rescue and can be yeah. that keeps us from going down a really dark rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I also like just I really believe in like the power of like the universe as a whole, I guess. Um, And I had received this book for a long time and I had been putting off and reading it. And when um like the weekend that we decided we were gonna get separated and go with a divorce i was like let me finally pick up this book and it was like the timing of the universe was so perfect because the protagonist in the book had also gone through a divorce and she was kind of like dating again and like finding uh, your person again um and seeing all those feelings that i had been feeling reflected back on a page i think Really kept me from like fully spiraling, right? Like my life was out of control. It was something I couldn't control. My relationship was done. And so, like, being able to read this book where the person was going through something so similar and then still being able to find her happily ever after was like so powerful and not only escaping, but really being able to give you hope for the future. So, and reading is in, in different forms and shapes right like if you don't if you don't like to sit down with a, a book you can pick up an audiobook but i think it's definitely something that um we could take more advantage of
2: absolutely I, I, there was a book that when i went through a, a really painful divorce as well 14 years ago and there was a, i also have a book that saved my life that i can literally say was like you said it was the universe basically giving me this gift and saying here read this i'm here yeah. I'm here yeah. to pick you up from your misery, you know. And yeah. I remember thinking, because it was a woman author as well. And I remember thinking, like, this woman has changed my life, and she doesn't even know it. Like, from the just yeah. that she's put down on paper. And mm-hmm. I, think, you know, with the the difference between a book and a movie, right? A movie can be very powerful, but you 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 go to the movie and you're done in three hours. Whereas the right. book takes you longer to get through. So when it's when it becomes a therapeutic book it's give it's giving you a lot of hours of therapy right? Yeah. and you might read it and then you might cry and it might help you like um drain the pain that you're going through and then you might pick it up and it might make you laugh and and so it, it's basically like a lot of hours in therapy right <laughs> and you're healing on your own by yourself with those words that somebody else decided to put on paper. yeah
1: and I think too with movies right like the images are already given to you right where like with a book you can make your own images and your own like your brain processes processes those words I think differently than when the book is when a movie is just like giving you already what what you're imagining I guess so
2: yes and going back to the happily ever after I mean don't I think we need so many more happily ever after I mean I think that we all instinctively know when we here in movie I think that's why people love romance movies as well because when we see that we're like oh love does exist and even when we when we have when we go through those heartbreaks or we see our friends go through heartbreak we still keep that place of hope and I think that's what keeps love alive is that hope yeah. that, exists, that it's out there in the world that it's possible for me right
1: <laughs> yeah for sure and especially in this new world of like dating apps um like it really does like give you a little bit of hope that like there's still some somebody out there for me. Will I find them on a dating app? I don't know. But, um, you know, I hadn't dated prior to like dating apps really taking off. So like now that I'm in this post like divorce world, I'm like, Oh my God, do I really have to?
2: (laughs) But yeah, but I think that hope is so important for making something happen. Like the, yeah, we can never lose hope if we lose hope we're screwed so i think it's even more powerful when you're going through heartbreak to 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 look at movies and to look at and to read books that remind you that 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 there is something that's waiting for you better out there absolutely
1: yeah sure
2: melissa tell everybody where they can you know buy their books, subscribe, get the vibrators, a (laughs) whole.
0: Yeah,
1: our website is steamylit.com. And then you can also find us on Instagram or TikTok at steamylit or the Steam Box.
2: Wonderful. Okay, Mamacita, also, if you want to leave comments and you want to find the links to Melissa's website, you can go to mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 182 Podcast uh, dot com forward slash 182 leave us your comments this is a really steamy episode and so i know we're gonna have some mamasitas wanting to comment and and giving their input and asking questions so go there and let us know thank you melissa again for being with us today
1: of course thank you for having me
2: okay and stay steamy mamacita ciao <laughs>